Hello and welcome to Tales from the Hook. My name is Katie Kelleher, aka Katie Cranes, and I am going to be your host for the next half an hour. In this podcast, I'm going to be deep diving into the construction industry. I'm going to be looking into topics such as skills, apprenticeships, some interesting life journeys, and everything in between. Who knows what may happen? This podcast has been very kindly sponsored by our friends over at Lieber. If you want to find out more about Lieber's products or brilliant innovations, please click the link at the bottom. So on today from Tales from the Hook, we have the amazing Michelle Hans, an engineer by trade who has made it a mission to empower and inspire women. Michelle does this all through her platform, She Who Dares Wins, where she offers an empowering range of clothing, as well as a podcast featuring a wide range of fantastic women, a YouTube channel, an Instagram page, etc., etc etc because i could go on with michelle's intro forever well i'm going to call it today and welcome michelle hands to the podcast thank you nice to be here and obviously lovely to chat with you as always i feel like there should be like clapping that happens at that point you know like an audience audience participation like everyone just cheers but yes thank you proud of that intro my first guest of 2023 as well oh epic Epic. But not many people know you were actually a guest last year, but I failed to record it, which I'll, I'll put out there because we've spoken. We'll over that. <laughs> we'll, we'll over that. We'll, yeah, we'll just, yeah, this will be far better, this interview. It's like fresh. <laughs> it's January. We're moving on. So, Michelle, my favourite thing about you, apart from your cracking sense of humour, which is fantastic, very northern, love it, um, is your brutal honesty. You are brutally, brutally honest. There is no smoke and mirrors. You show the harsh realities of working in the construction industry and you have done for a number of years now. So if I roll it back to, I don't want to say one of my favorite videos from you because it's not not my favorite. It actually makes me really sad. But one of your most honest videos, so like five years ago, I think you know where I'm going with this. You're sat having a cry over something that's happened on site and I've never seen anything like that yeah I think it's um well there's a hard there's a whole backstory to that video but um I think showing emotion in like a male-dominated world is um something that's not done anyway so I think yeah that's the one thing that always hits home to me is even having guys on like on site very rarely do you see them show kind of any that side of emotion but for me um the backstory to that uh particular incident was i was 35 i always get this wrong 35 36 no actually no i was <laughs> was pregnant i wasn't 36 weeks pregnant um i was quite early on i hadn't told anyone on site that i was pregnant and i took on a new role as a project manager and obviously previously i was an engineer <laughs> So it was a new world to me and then obviously hormones flying around and there were things that happened on that day uh, that tipped me over the edge. I think I'd gone a good 10, 12 years in the industry with nothing beating me Um, and that day I I just cracked. It was just awful. So I had an altercation with actually a manager on site and 
the pressures were intense and then I'd had the police on site dealing with an issue that I was also witness to and it was just a catalogue of errors and yeah I, I, I just broke down I think it was I think it was a build-up of 10-12 years of all the little things that happen and then to just be like and to be honest with you I didn't I didn't really want to film it because it's one of those things where you don't want to put something on YouTube that, you know, like your natural instinct is never just to grab a camera when you start crying. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) No, like weirdly enough, it's to like sit on your own and just have that moment. Um, But something in me, I think I knew was a point that someone would benefit from that video in the future of just letting someone know that it would be okay um, to show that emotion and so many speak women I speak to that are in the industry talk about you know having a cry in toilets and yeah. um you know it's not it's not a medal of honor for me to say 10 12 years of not of not breaking down as that's not at all like an accomplishment I think it was just the fact that um I'd become I'd grown accustomed to the culture yeah because I'd been in it since I was 21 um and it was either that or it was raging hormones added into the mix. But yeah, it was. Um, I'm kind of glad that I did it. And to be honest, I haven't. Re- re- I might rewatch that video because I haven't seen it probably for four or five years. I think you'll find it hard to rewatch that video. I find it hard to watch that video. Um, yeah. I don't know whether I just don't like watching you upset, or I just don't. You know, it's not nice seeing people upset. Yeah. And it's really raw, and it's yeah. really real, and. I don't think. But do you think? Do you think it's hard to watch because, like, some it resonates with you a bit? Yes. Yeah, and I I think you know, and I think that's what's so important about a lot of your videos and a lot of your content that you put out there, and you know these kind of early days ones where you were you were on site and you were almost cataloging what was happening to you on a day to day basis and how you felt and. Uh, the emotions you were going through and how your day was going. Like some of your days were fantastic in your videos and other days you're like, got your head in your hands in your car going, I don't want to do this. I can't do this anymore. I've had enough. Yeah. And I think it was just, it's just like I said to you before, you're the only YouTube channel I follow. I I don't don't follow any other YouTube channels apart from yours. (laughs) And I, I think, it's just your honesty. It's your honesty about these situations and the, and what happens and how you feel and things that generally on social media we're not honest about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we talked about this, haven't we? Yeah, and I think it's important for for most people to realise. Like, I, I've I feel like I was one of the early ones um, that was posting and making vlogs as well because I had the freedom of being freelance and not really caring. I didn't really care to be honest what people thought of me filming um and my my always game was to be honest so that people that coming into the industry could appreciate it for what it was worth but also not come in and think oh this is amazing like they're getting loads of women into construction and then have that harsh reality of going through the stuff that we've been through on site um which is why it was always like you know open the curtains on things and yeah it is i don't know whether it's just me getting old but it does frustrate me a little bit when I see people on Instagram that are in, in our industry kind of talking about the most amazing parts of it when it does have a dark underbelly. Yeah. Like we, And even still now, like it has a dark underbelly and there's a lot of things that we hear about that are really horrible. Um, 
and it's hard because we I sit on that fine line of yeah I want to encourage so many women to get into the industry because without yeah. having them it's not going to change and 90 percent you know 80 to 90 percent of all my time on site which is now clocking up to 17 years has been amazing but the dark underbelly is dark yeah and that should not be ignored and I mean that's that's the thing you have been in the industry a fair whack now so that the, there yeah, is something yeah. that's kept you there and I and I get what you mean then it is this this kind of smokes and mirror approach to Instagram and things now and I'd, I'd probably be accused of it myself a little bit to be honest and um and we yeah. all are like I like I don't think I post I've posted like bad stuff on Instagram it's mainly YouTube where I can't edit out everything yeah. <laughs> yeah, it lies. It. yeah I think it's a platform thing as well you're right like Instagram is you know, it is probably a little bit more uplifting. Um, and it's, it yeah. is that guilt thing. I mean, I do, you know, I do a lot of school visits and things and I'm always on the fence of, yeah, this is brilliant. It's fantastic. I love what I do. I've been here a long time. But am I selling you a dream that's, you know, you don't go into schools and go, yeah. well, this awful thing happened to me <laughs> and it was horrendous. Yeah. And, you know, you just don't do it. You're like, yeah, it's fantastic. I'm a crane yeah. operator. Anyone can do it. You know, you can yeah. all be construction managers, project managers. And then yeah. I go on like the women in tools group and I'm like, oh, my God, how are these things still happening? I know. Yeah, it's mind blowing. And you're right. Like you can't you can't. Which is it is. It's hard. Like you want to tell people what the real story is. And I think. I don't know, I, for myself, I've thought, right, pick pick a route and go with it. And mine has been, like you said at the start, brutally honest. Like I'll let, maybe let the other people come through that are all bells and whistles about the industry and get, yeah, we need to get people in. But also, um, I feel like I'm like, you know, those old haggard ladies that are like, <laughs> let me just tell you what it's really like back in my day. Back in my day when I started on YouTube. <laughs> We had a wind up camera. Yeah, yeah, I had this camera where I had to wind it up. Um, I still what? think of myself as like early twenties, but now I'm like like next year I'm gonna be forty. I'm like, whoa. I think we all we all uh, do that, mate. I think we can all be well accused of that. <laughs> what drove you in them early days to do it? What where did it come from? To do what? The vlogging or getting Yeah, to do the vlogging and to start to start that. Because you've been doing it some time now and way before most of these people that I've seen out there doing it. So what, what drove yeah. you in them early days to think this is a really good idea? Um, I think, well, yeah, my background, like I say my background, so I did a geography degree and then I randomly, weirdly went and did a film course. I wanted to be an actress, which probably explains a lot. Um. <laughs> And I was massively into storytelling and filmmaking and, and I was doing construction at the same time as like making films and um, I, I stopped acting because I was awful at it and started looking <laughs> into producing and directing. But always had this love for like storytelling, like everyone yeah. loves a good story and, and, and things, anything in life that's ever inspired me has been like a film or a book. And so it's always been there in the background. But honestly it was probably I was chatting to friends of mine and explaining you know stories on site and some of the funniest and like harshest stories happened in my 20s because I think it's just so I was so blue-eyed I was just like oh I, I didn't know that's wrong or whatever and a lot of my mates would be like shell this is not because I'd never had a proper job I'd gone straight into construction yeah. they were like dude this is not this is not normal like we don't go to work with people that have been committed manslaughter and done 15 years for stabbing someone in the neck with a barbecue fork and then you're left alone in the field with them. I know and I was like oh 
right. And they were like, yeah. And we, like, and we haven't had to lock ourselves in a hotel room at night because someone's tried the door, like when you're working away from it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, and so oh they said, like, dude, what world do you live in? And then I was like, oh, it's kind of different. And then probably like the age of 25, 26, I was like, oh, crap. Like, there's not that many women on site. All this weird stuff's happening. Let's just, let, I don't know, let's film it. Because for me, it was like my only, in my little head, I was like, well, I'll start making a documentary about me. Like, yeah. maybe people watch it. And um, that's what really started it. And then it became quite hard. Like, actually, I, if I don't have done a video a week all those years back, like, I do believe now, like, <laughs> I probably would be quite big on, on YouTube. But... <laughs> you know yourself when you're at work it's so intense with the work that you've got to do it's hard to set a camera up let alone set a camera up where the people that you work for can't yeah. see it yeah. um and so i think i took a quite a big risk um and i wish i'd have done more but um i think there's a good catalog there now and i still have a book which is probably like 50 pages plus of all the stories of stuff and people oh that God. and anecdotes over the years. Um, I am dying to read that. I think yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be yeah. a hell of a read. So yeah. I'm going to ask you, Michelle, seeing as you mentioned it, what is your funniest site story? And, I would, and the har- I'll take the harshest one as well, if, or, or one or the other, if you just want to throw one out there. Yeah, so I, like, I think I've been incredibly lucky. Like, we talk about... Um, social media groups out there with women and there's been a lot of sexual harassment and some really nasty things that have gone and I've been quite lucky nothing anything like that's ever happened to me um I did have a close call once which was I was on a site and there was a guy who kept going out of his way to talk to me and I was in my early 20s he must have been in his 50s and he was obviously having a marriage breakdown and he was chatting to me about that and you know what it's like you get mm. talking to someone and you just you know you let them talk and it got to a point though where it, it was happening on a daily basis and then one day i was in an office and had an office in the middle of nowhere just this little tiny like cabin yeah. and he opened the door and he came in and he, he shut the door and just his whole demeanor was really unnerving and then he started talking and i started to think if this goes south or something mm. tries to happen like how are you going to get out of this? And I've God. got a background in martial arts. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm no cry kid, but I could probably get my way out of a sticky situation. Yeah. But I started to just think, right, what are you going to do? And actually, before anything escalated, um, two guys that were working with me were actually, I believe now, part of the Bulgarian mafia. And I did not know that at the time, but that's the funny story that comes after this. They, one of them came in and he was, he almost treated me like his daughter. Like he was really protective of me. He grabbed this guy by the neck and threw him out. Oh and yeah. And that was probably the closest call as well as the guy. It was me. So on another job, <laughs> they said they keep coming when you get one story. <laughs> um, I was in the, in a field in the middle of nowhere uh, on a new job. And I was with this guy, the barbecue fork guy. And um <laughs> He'd actually, I'd actually worked with his son and he was like, oh, you've worked with my son before. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, he's actually in prison now uh, for for drug trafficking, like quite oh. a lot. And I was like, oh, right. And he was like, yeah. And he, he said, I, I came out of prison yesterday. Did you know? And I was like, no. And it's just me and him in this field. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So just without filter, I was like, oh, what were you in for? And he was like, oh, um, I stabbed someone in the neck oh at a barbecue with a barbecue fork. And I got done for manslaughter. I did 15 years. His next breath 
he said, oh, because I'd just recently got engaged. Oh, that, that ring looks really nice. <laughs> I was just like mortified. I, I was like, oh, I've got to go to the toilet. And then just, just like legged it and make sure I was not in his like presence on my own yeah. through the whole job. But I was like, there's no pre-warning about these people. Like, it's just crazy. But um, going back to the story of the Bulgarian mafia, um, I was on a site in London and the site manager like every every Friday we'd all go for a cooked breakfast and it was in this like truck at the side of a lay-by and he was like you coming for breakfast and I was like yeah fine so I jumped in his car and um, we started driving and he was like yeah we're gonna go for breakfast and then realized quite quickly that no one else was coming and um, we weren't going to the lay-by so I was oh like okay, this is weird. we ended up going to this like five-star hotel on the outskirts <laughs> of London we walked in with rigger boots that were just covered in muck. Like we literally looked like we'd been dragged off site. And all these people were looking at us and he walked without any fear straight down this like this alleyway into this white tablecloth restaurant, sat down, ordered the breakfast, which I think at the time, I mean, I'm going back, oh God, maybe how many years? I don't know, 10 years. Um was expensive it was like i don't know 30 pound for yeah. breakfast so i sat down and i was like oh dead <laughs> awkward like got up all these people watching us like help myself for breakfast sat down and thought, what are you doing it's one of those situations you've gone that far you're just like i don't know what to do i'm what too to committed say. yeah yeah so like i ate this breakfast and i'm like this isn't a date like he knows it's not a date he knows like i mean i've been with tom since i was 18 so i was like yeah so, i was mean, yeah, just the two of you as well yeah just the two of us and i was like this is kind of weird like where's this going and this is the same guy that a week before had saved me so i was like oh now i'm in another pickle anyway there was no kind of intention on that side of things like no interest like there There was nothing there, and he was a really nice guy um and then he he opened up his wallet and like i have never seen so much cash really yeah and i was like uh and then just little things that were happening on site i was like oh okay so these guys don't make their money from construction. Like, yeah. yeah, there's other, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the, the drug world and, and, and that kind of thing. I've been exposed to that a lot, a oh lot of people that are heavily. Yeah. And it's mad. Cause you're, you're kind of in this underbelly of construction that exists and, um, yeah, it was crazy. So that was kind of like a foot. I, I finished breakfast, he paid, and I was just like, whoa, what's just happened? That's kind of a bit surreal. Um, it's the side you want to be on of these people, though, isn't it? Like <laughs> the friendly side and the breakfast you also don't side. Want to be, yeah, you don't want to be in their pocket either. Like there's been a couple of occasions throughout the years where someone's offered like there's been no hard cash offers unfortunately um but like you don't want someone to kind of get leverage yeah. over you because you've always got to be watching your back and there's been a few situations where yeah things have been offered and i've had to back out because it's like this could go you know really yeah. is this is this in the yeah. book because i am dying to read more about this I need to write the damn book because it's just, it's still just stood there in stories. I've got two, like, my husband's like, you can't concentrate for any longer than 10 minutes. This book's never going to write stuff. So. <laughs> like, it's fine. I'll do it in 10 minutes stints. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah it's done. Um, yeah, there's, um, there's so many stories. It's unreal. 
and I love them all. So I want to go. Yeah, I could talk to you forever for your stories. I think last time we were talking, when I got cut off, and we were talking about that kind of naivety at the start of the work. And I mean, yeah. it happens to us all because I told you I worked in a phone shop and I used to sit at my boss's knee and think that was quite normal. <laughs> you know, that was my first job ever. He'd be like, come on, sit on my knee now. And I used to sit on this guy's knee in oh, the back man. of the phone shop. You know? <laughs> And sometimes my friend who got me the job used to sit on his other knee. So we'd have like oh, a knee. God. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> it's like some terrible, like, oh, eight, early madness. 80s TV sketch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then he chased us around the shop. No, was... <laughs> oh, God. It does mortify you, though, doesn't it? When you think of kind of stuff that you put up with yeah. now. I don't, I hope, I hope, and I, I think that young women today don't know that these things are, are way off and they shouldn't be happening i hope that yeah. that's a thing yeah I, I do too yeah i think uh, yeah i i would i would definitely hope that people would know right from wrong boundaries i think um, they do yeah i think they're, they're yeah. far more enlightened than we were back in the day yeah, well, I think it generally you do see more women now, whereas before it was just like, I, don't, I didn't have anyone pre-Instagram, I didn't have anyone to say, yo, is this normal? Other than my mates yeah. that were like, fuck no. <laughs> and beat that up. It's a good um, job you didn't ask me, I'd go, yes, all right. <laughs> it's perfectly yeah. fine. <laughs> I didn't see anything wrong in taking like a couple of grand in leverage for just turning a blind eye. <laughs> Of a well-known criminal who's committed murder. Sure. Yeah, I got offered once. I was work, working on Nottingham Tram and one of the guys I was working with, I hope none of these people ever listen to your podcast. I don't think my reach goes that far if that helps. Um, yeah, one of the guys I was working with, he was like, oh, like so into dealing drugs again. I think like they do money laundering through construction. Anyway, he, um, he was like, would, uh, would you ever... Fancy going to like Paris on the Eurostar? Like I'd pay for it, and you could take your boyfriend. But I just need this package bringing back. Oh my god! And I was like, dude, I've watched Bang Up, Bang Up Abroad. Like, no. Yeah, it was like, like I gave him like two grand. I was like, fuck it out. What? Do you know what? None of these things have ever happened to me on site. So, you're lucky, mate. It must, it must be my face. I'm just drawn to like. <laughs> Petrobates and criminals and I want to I want to know I hope somebody listens to this and they message me and they tell me things like this have happened to them as well because I, I need to <laughs> I need to know whether this is quite widespread or whether it's just localized on on sites that you work on yeah it's just me but um so your YouTube I digress as as <laughs> usual but um so your YouTube in the early days we've spoken about what's that's driven by but you've yeah. changed quite a lot so you've changed identity. You've yeah. changed from uh, It's a Man's World, wasn't it? Yeah. To She Who Dares Wins. Yeah. And I think you've you've changed how you kind of do things and how you publicise things. So what drives Michelle Hands now as opposed to what drove Michelle all these years ago? I think years ago, like, construction was my world. It was, you know, it was everything. And I actually loved the whole, I guess, the drama of, of being on site um and you do feel kind of unique because people are like oh what's that like that's interesting and i kind of fed off that if i'm going to be honest like i you know it, it, it was exciting and truth still 
pushes me forward like i think that is the case but what what tended to happen was through instagram i'd have people contact me that had gone through similar things or had mm. similar stories and similar experiences but not in the world of construction and so i was like okay this is bigger than just okay my world and and the niche that that is and then this is a man's world i guess it wasn't it wasn't a negative connotation but i was like getting a bit older i was like what can i do to help you know impacts just generally women and all the similar issues that we have in terms of like um imposter syndrome not having confidence uh second guessing yourself all the things that you know we go through and she who dares wins was something that i used to kind of like say to people when they'd make a comment on site i'd be like well she who dares wins and some guy had said it to me he's like why have you been in this industry so i was like well you know she who dares wins and um someone asked me about this recently and i think it's like i think it came from i was a massive and still am a massive fan of only fools and horses and the kind of like rodders he who dares wins and and i think it came from that um and stuck but yeah it was a natural shift for me to create something a little bit more positive that wasn't just my story you know but the importance for me now is like we've all got stories and if i can help people share those stories um and help bring a community together through a you know business it was never meant to be clothing the clothing kind of started through lockdown and took off and it it was always about the community and and helping each other and creating a community um so yeah that i think that's why it's changed and i've still got my foot in construction um i still work with companies and do content creation and social media i just think my time on site and i never thought i'd say this like i thought i'd always be on site because i wanted to prove the point you know i was pregnant on site i had kids on site i went back to work to show you can be a mom working construction and i was like i'll never be one of these people that gets out of construction because then you've given up but the older you get i guess i was just like actually it's cool to have a second stage or reinvent yourself and go different places and it's not because I've got out of the industry because it was too hard or because I've given up. It's just, I want something different. Like I never wanted to go engineering project manager and climb the tree. Yeah. Um, I loved being an engineer and, and I don't, I didn't want to go anywhere from there. So for me, it was just a case of finding what works. And at the moment that is pushing she who dares wins forward and also, you know, still in the content world um, of construction, the softer side, I guess. Like, I, if all honestly, like, yeah, I don't want to be getting up in January, February. I was on site today um, doing a video and I was like, no, I thought I was through with this. Um, <laughs> but it was just because my feet were freezing. I like, I yes. got frostbite. But I was doing a video and I love doing videos. Um, I wasn't working, which was cool. Um so yeah, that's that's been the major shift, like shifting to, I guess, a bit of a softer side, but also concentrating on on my business um, and seeing where that can take me. Really. So I I, I love Shira Dares Wins and what you're doing on there. I really love it, and your website is so slick and beautiful. You've done that's such it. a nice job on it. So you have your own podcast, whether people <laughs> yeah, know which... this or not which you're inspiring me to pick back up because it was very seasonal like kind of six to ten and then i've done i think no yeah six to ten episodes and i think i'm on like season three and i i'm picking that back up very soon and expanding it so it'll be hopefully 
like say women from different industries like i've got a stonemason yeah. i've got um a pilot uh there's going to be a fisherwoman like it's 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 growing um to other industries where women have similar stories and yes it's interesting these these similar similar stories that you talk about so what are the similarities that we would see in construction as to being a fisherman or a pilot or i know you've had a welder a stonemason an automotive technician yeah so what what are the veins is it kind of is it kind of you know these these Bulgarian mafia guys or is it is it a bit different is it kind of like these you know working in a man's industry and these shit and yeah I I think there's two two sides to it I think there's the internal side so we all kind of go through this like I say imposter syndrome confidence like you know am I getting paid as much as my male counterpart how do I tackle that if I'm not um can I do the job? Am I just kidding myself? Like there's all these internal conflicts that a lot of have gone through. Um, and then there's the external, which is, you know, being mistreated, uh, sexual harassment, um, unfair pay. Um, yeah. The list kind of, I guess is endless. And I think other people get it in different industries, but when you are on your own in an industry yes. uh, or within a yeah. company, that's where it's hard because you you don't have people to, to fight for. And I think we've discussed this in the past where there's been in, and I don't think it's just our industry, but there's been um, situations where something's happened on site between a male and a female and it's been the males, you know, it, the male has, has a bit around the bush here, but has been the corporate. Yeah. And it's the woman that gets moved on. It or, is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the issue doesn't get dealt with. It's kind of like, well, the easiest thing here to do is to treat the anomaly, which is the girl. And it's just, and it's crazy them. backward. Yeah. yeah. And remove them. Um, and I think that happens in other industries. That's quite, um, yeah, it's quite obvious from the podcasts that I've done. Do not get a bit disheartened i mean because we talk about construction and we understand construction very well and what goes on but to find out that this is happening all over and in all different industries and to all different types of women and do you not get a little bit disheartened by that yeah i do and i try now i try now to look at it from a from an outside perspective so to not just be like well this is our stories and this is what's happened like i try and look at you know, why is it happening? Like, is it individuals or is it culture? And half of me is like, well, yeah, if you, you know, construction does attract guys that, you know, on the, I suppose, on the labour side of things that haven't perhaps had the best time, best upbringing, um, best examples given to them, Um and then they're thrown into this real harsh environment and it can be tough on them as well. Um, and you know, when you are working with, for example, like not everyone I've worked with is criminal. I just state that now. Um, <laughs> but when you do work with those people, which the industry does attract, like I always question myself, well, what do you want from them? Like, they're not going to come in and be like, you know, Oh, hello there. And polite. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I don't, I've never wanted that. Like the one thing I think we've discussed 
that we love is the banter. Yes. That is, yeah. you know, and yeah, and the stories, like I've worked with so many amazing guys, funny as hell from yeah. all walks of life. And I love it. I absolutely love it. But it's when the boundaries are crossed. And yeah, it is, it is disheartening. Um, but equally, I'm like, well, it's got to change. So we can roll over and keep quiet or you know look at look at like the it's not as bad as that i don't think but like harvey weinstein like oh, that God. whole industry yeah. was all glitz and glamour and there was no issues with hollywood and then all of a sudden and it was because you know a group of women just thought fuck it i don't care what i've got to lose here's the real deal um and change comes from that so whenever i do get disheartened i always think back as well to any messages that i've had where people have been like you know giving me a bit of thanks yeah. for saying look I appreciate this. Um, yeah, if even if you've helped save one person, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I think, you know, by only telling these stories, you, you do unite people and you do yeah. uh, push people to, to talk about what they've gone through. And by doing that, people learn. They mm. learn. And sometimes, like, you know, it's not always bang out unacceptable. It might just be a small thing and people might not realise, but by just talking about it, they might listen, they might go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that the other day. Maybe yeah. that come across yeah. a bit wrong when I spoke about that. Maybe I shouldn't have been talking about tits. You know, these yeah. these kind of things. Or even it like just... the violence thing, like I, going back to some stories as well, like I was on a site and I was shown on a phone because I had no idea what I was watching, a live beheading. And it was only oh until God. it happened that I was like, uh, what have I just seen? Like, it was one of those things where they flash yeah. up like a cute kitten and then the next shot is... And I, I couldn't... That was embedded in my head for weeks and I was mortified. Yeah. And I uh, yeah, and I, I made sure they knew that I was mortified. They hadn't even watched it themselves. They just thought it was funny oh to God. show me. And yeah, then I had another weird. site. I had another site where the guy it was like, have you seen this video? It's Ace. And I was watching it, again, this wasn't on my phone. I make it policy now that I'm just like, I'm not interested. Yeah. I was watching this thing and I thought it was a video game of like someone with a headset walking around with a gun. And that was the video footage of the guy in New Zealand that shot all the Muslims. And I was more, again, I came home and I was like, what in the world possesses these guys? Yeah. Like the, the, the sexual comments don't, like they bother me, but they're not... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. Just very no, I'm, skin. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sure, like, yeah. like there's very little now, and I think that's because I've become, um, yeah, I, I've just got used to it over the years, desensitized. But they kind of wash over. There's very little that shocks me. Yeah. Um, but that stuff, I can't, I can't see that. No, and no, that will scar you for life. That. that yeah, and I'm like, yeah. what drove that person to think that I would what laugh or think it's funny? And that was a line that was clock crossed. Um, yeah. And that's the kind of thing where I'm like, no. And and to be honest with you, by exposing these kind of things, I also hope that it helps men because I've seen yeah. a lot of men go through some harsh things. Like I was at an award ceremony um, for the petrol industry, I don't know, about six weeks ago. And the starting like video was this guy and his family and they were talking about how great he was and he committed suicide oh through God. stress yeah and and it was like this is an industry where suicide rates are high and you think about kind of what we've been exposed to and then you you see the bullying aside from male yeah. to male 
and the culture there and and you know guys are how they are and it's interesting when you see someone on site that is really bullshit and is, is saying things they shouldn't be saying and, and acting out and then two seconds later you see them right around the back of the cabin on the phone to their wife and they're like hi lovely yeah oh we have no chicken yeah. oh yeah lovely yeah, yeah. lovely sweetie pie and it's like if your wife knew yes. and it's like why are you putting on this bravado this male like chimp and I think if that's exposed and companies try and crack down a little bit on you know that stuff then it would actually make a lot of guys life easier on site and i think i think you're right and i think it is men as well who get into the even these video things i'm sure that guy showed that video to other guys in the canteen in the office that were equally as disgusted as you were yeah absolutely but it's always that line isn't it do you go along with it if there's a group of people and laugh it off or do you go, no, mate, that's disgusting. I don't want to see yeah. any of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes, so. it, it takes, I've, I've worked with a handful of men um, over the years, some really great guys that I give a huge amount of credit to. And they have been amazing. Like they've, yeah. they've stepped in when something inappropriate has been said. Um, they've never acted in that way, shape or form. And hats off to them because they just don't care what other people think. Yeah. Like if it doesn't, it goes against their values, they're going to let them know. And I've had utmost respect for those people. Um, it's hard though, isn't it, Michelle? It's hard to yeah. to be that person, male or female, that sticks your head above the parapet yeah. and goes, no, yeah. I'm not putting up with this. This isn't right. We can't do this. And especially yeah. when you're on your own, there it is. Yeah. It's hard. And I mean, I've, you know, I've gone along with, a bit like yourself, I've gone along with situations that haven't been entirely comfortable and you laugh it off and you think about it later. And I, I, I mean, I was shown horrendous videos on site of, oh, <laughs> you know, and you're like, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I was on site and somebody, they come up, oh, have you seen this video? I'm like, a bit like you, have you seen this video? No, mm. let's have a look. But it was one of the steel fixers on site videoing himself, putting a banana up his arse. You, I don't know why I'm whispering it, like people are listening. <laughs> but you know, you're like, I don't know what to make of this. This is very oh strange. God. I'm like, why, why, why are you showing people? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and what were you going to go? Oh, that's interesting. Can you forward it to me? I'm going to use that later. Can I, send that? I mean, this guy's yeah. got a missus and everything. You're like, why? <laughs> why are you doing this? I know it's another word. Like, how them like? Are they expecting a rise from us? Like, I don't know. I don't know what the mentality. I don't know what the mentality it, is. I think it's. Uh, do you know what? I think it's the same mentality as people who send dick pictures. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, don't yeah. I think it's that mentality. I don't know what people expect you to do, but yeah. um, I'd like, the room one hundred and one for them, isn't it? Like there is, and there's, and, and you know, we don't as women, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't. No, <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> like with your mates in a pub and be like, hey, "Have you seen this?" Like, yeah. oh, I'm just, it- have you have you seen this guy? I'm just going to send him a picture of my fanny. You know, it doesn't yeah. happen, does it? <laughs> <laughs> It would just be awful. We don't do that. We just don't do it. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know where that mentality comes from, honestly. No. Oh, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's a strange world out there. But um, we, we, do you know what me and you have a really good hand in? Digressing <laughs> from yeah, where sorry. we are. We're, we're very good at it. And I, I don't know why, but we, we seem to be very good at it. But um <laughs> 
I get back on my questions. I'm like, how do I bring this back? Uh, talking about this nastiness. Let's bring it back. Has it got better? <laughs> Has it got better for women yeah, out there? Yeah, this is a difficult one. I always say this to you, and I'm like, yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I think working for bigger companies, big projects. Um, my brother works on HS2, and I don't think they have really as many issues. I think bigger projects they have to, you know, massively. Yep. Yeah, like like this is, you know, they have um, teams now, um, uh, like departments that make sure that conduct is good. And I'm not going to say that that everyone's squeaky clean. Um, I think a lot of the smaller companies in construction, yeah, it's still awful. Um, Not every. I've worked for some really tiny companies that have been amazing. It's all down to people, isn't it? It's all down to... It's culture, and, and that, isn't it? That's the hard thing. Yeah, because you can't change. You, you know, you can't just overnight say to someone, right, tomorrow you can't do this. You can't say that. It's it's who they are. Yeah. Um, but I do think by getting more women in and companies actually standing up and going, right, we have a problem with this. Let's try and do this. Let's, let's try and do this. I do think that it will turn a corner in the future. Um, definitely. I'm seeing more and more people just you know, make, make contact with me through LinkedIn, et cetera, and just discuss things that are happening in their company. And it's a positive thing. It's brilliant. Yeah, I do think it is it's slowly getting better. I do I think it's got far to go then. Yeah, um, totally. But I suppose it's it's small steps, isn't it? I, I, I agree with you. And I, I think it, it has got better. And I think the, the rise of the, the super site, the HS2, the cross rail, yeah. the tide rail. I mean, I'm very lucky to have worked on a few of these and yeah. they don't tolerate it. And there's still, yeah. like you said, there's still stuff that happens on a site level, these little things and whatever. But you know, if you took it further, what would happen? And I, I know what would happen. And they, they wouldn't, to- it just wouldn't be tolerated. Yeah. So and yeah. things, I, I think they, especially like HS2 at the moment, are doing a fantastic job, but they actually have meetings about these things and yeah diversity inclusion edi meetings what's acceptable what's not acceptable yeah and they do genuinely try and include the workforce and yeah and i think that's always been the blocker yeah the office does it very well but we stop at the workforce but i think what they're doing now is this inclusivity around the workforce and getting them involved and getting everyone almost singing off the same hymn sheet to to make it a better place for everyone like we're talking about mental health and we're talking about people committing suicide and things like that it can only be a good thing yeah yeah totally no i think i think it's getting there and it has to roll out and and will and the more women we get in the more people we see on site the whole it's a woman on site won't be a thing hopefully in so many years to come and i think social media has gone crazy with women on trades and women i think it's just yeah. from where you know few even i mean i haven't been i've only been in the industry 8 years so even from when i started there wasn't that many people doing it and now no. there's all these women like doing these fantastic trades like you're on about the stonemason uh, yeah she's fantastic oh my god yeah all Rachel's her, well cool all her cathedral work all the things yeah. i she's one of my favorite accounts and all these women doing these really skilled jobs and showing people exactly what they're doing it's just i think it's fantastic i love it yeah no it's epic and i think it's cool that women are out there just thinking fuck it i want to do this and they just go and do it 
That's yeah. that's that's why like that's what inspires me so much about Shoe Dares Winds when I get messages and it's like, oh, I've always wanted to, you know, ride a motorcycle or I've always wanted to go into train to be a mechanic and they're like, and I and I've just done that. So yeah, thanks. And I'm like, really? oh, don't give the credit to me. You've done that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's such a honestly, and it's not I'm not blowing smoke or anything, but it is such a fantastic platform and a community yeah, right. that you've created and your interactions with people they're just fantastic it's like really empowering and yeah, look at your no, instagram and like wow you're like yeah 2023 let's have it i mean you the other day went out where did you go to you flew out somewhere to follow that that amazing woman who's rowing yeah so that's weird as well like it's not weird but i someone on facebook tagged me and was like oh you should speak to this girl and going back to my love of film like youtube was great but i I, like i'd love to do more polished content that inspires other women so i decided the last half of last year one of my good mates zoe she's um, a videographer and i was like look let's make some videos together for shoe dares wins like that's you know any money that comes into business that's what i want to spend it on and she was like okay cool what were you thinking and um we've done a mini documentary on rachel the stonemason um which is due to come out real soon oh amazing yeah, so someone tagged me on Lara and they said she's rowing the Atlantic in this race. She's going to be in a boat on her own. She's an amazing woman. So I phoned her and I was like, look, I can't offer a huge amount, but I want to sponsor you. And she's like, cool, yeah, I've got these sponsorships. And then I was like, "What? what's the deal? Like, what, what's the scenario? And she was like, well, I lost my dad to prostate cancer. He's a massive um, influence on my life. He was part of the military because he'd got Who Dares Wins and he was part of SAS. And she was okay. like... So, and I was like, oh, that needs to be she who dares wins. And then I found out the history bit. And I was like, no, okay, Az needs to sit next to that. Cause like, yeah. he's out such an, and yeah, she'd recently lost her dad, but they'd, she decided to sign up for it whilst he was alive. And um, she was doing it for prostate cancer. And um, just, you know, when you chat to someone like, like you, like you just gel and you mm-hmm. like, you're my kind of person. And I was just like, oh man, is anyone filming your story? And she was like, no. And I was like, well, could we do that? And she was like, yeah. She was like, but the only thing is, is my boat leaves next week to go to Legomera and Tenerife because then I've got to go out and start training. And then two weeks later, I'll, I'll leave for the race. And I was like, can we come to Legomera? And, <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. And I put the phone down. And I was like, I think I'm going to Tenerife to my husband. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, I'll only go for like two days. But, and then I text Zoe and I was like, dude, you want to go to Tenerife? And she was like, yeah. What for? Um, but she has these big companies that pay her um, to go like to Iceland, do like a film real cool stuff. And um, me, it's not just normally me going, dude, can you come and help me for a couple of hours on a site or somewhere? And, and she was like, yeah, what's it for? Told her. And she was like, yeah, let's let, let's just do it. And then, yeah, a couple of weeks later, there we were. Never met Lara and then just sat down with her while she was like prepping the boat and was like, she's so open, so inspiring and just a real just do it kind yeah. of girl um and it was amazing it was it was the best three days ever and we met two other women who were going to have the boat after her to row and they're going to be the oldest women to ever row oh, and they're, wow. they're like late 40s early 50s and i'm like that's not old and they're like i know no. but no one's ever done it that's so spontaneous yeah. crazy is that yeah. is, is that so michelle in 2023 spontaneous gonna be here there yeah. and everywhere yeah, it's it's following. It's just yeah. Off the I'm I'm yeah. I'm testing stuff and I'm I'm going back to what I want to do and and not worrying about whether it's going to work or not. Amazing. Just having a go. Love it. 
Yeah. Thank you. So I am going to call it a day because we've probably gone well over time. But um, I have loved every minute of it. But I have one question to end on. Go on. Just the one. Just the one. One thing we can all do to make the construction industry better for everyone. I think I might have touched on this previously when we last spoke. Um, empathy. Uh, getting older. Um I've kind of tried to empathize with not always so like anything that's really bad that's happened like you know there are rules for that but I've met a lot of people like we said in construction that have had hard times um and sometimes I think it's quite easy for us all to react on face value and not understand that and um, I think if everyone was just a little bit more empathetic towards each other um, and was kinder, then I think that's how we would, you know, make the pace. Yeah, I don't. It sounds very like, oh, let's make the world a better place, peace. But no, you know, and I, I like that. And I think that's you know that's that's understanding on both sides, isn't it? That's yeah, that's the giver and the receiver. Yeah, totally. And uh, no, I like I love that. Absolutely love it. But thank you so much for coming on, Michelle. It's been an absolute blast. Always a pleasure.